The Problem with Black Culture, Part 2, entitled Black Kids. Mr. Reagan. So, last episode, we talked about the strong black woman and how she is hurting herself by being such an insufferable witch. But this episode, we're moving on to the kids. In Philadelphia this month, on the 4th of July, actually, 60 black teenagers raided a Walgreens. They looted the place. They physically attacked some of the employees, and they caused thousands of dollars in damage. Look at this craziness. This is a total lack of respect for other human beings. Imagine if this were white Covington High School students in MAGA hats. This would be on every news network 24 hours a day for the next six months. Proof that Trump inspires evil in the youth of today. But MAGA kids don't need to loot because just standing there is aggressive. There's something aggressive about standing there. All of the local news reports I saw said teens. None of the reports identified them as black teens. Why? Because white people are terrified of being called racist. So why am I identifying them as black? Why do I think that this is important? Because I think that this is a black problem. I've never seen 60 white teenagers loot a Walgreens. And it's not a problem with just a few individuals. This is 60 people. There, there are some small towns in America with fewer people. So this is not an individual problem. This is a community problem. And this doesn't really hurt white people that much, or Asians or Hispanics. This hurts the black community. Because if I'm a business owner, black, white, Asian, whatever, the race of the business owner is irrelevant, I don't want to open a business there. I don't want to open a business on that street. I will pay higher rent in a better location because I'll be paying less insurance, and my windows won't get broken, and my store won't get robbed, and I won't have to clean off the graffiti all the time. The place will be cleaner and safer, and I'll be able to hire better staff. And I have heard, upon occasion, political pundits complain that one of the reasons that the black community suffers is that businesses don't want to open in their neighborhoods. Okay, yeah, this is why. This is why. Nobody wants to open a business in a dangerous, filthy, violent neighborhood. Nobody. And it's not like we're in a recession. Black people are enjoying the lowest unemployment than ever in history. The lowest in history. Think about that for a second. It's, it's now that this stuff is happening. Not when they're really suffering, but when they're doing well. You're doing well! Alright, now before I go into my deep dive analysis, I'd like you to, once again, consider being an angel investor. This is not a bad idea. As I said before, I am seriously considering doing this myself. Here's the line from the company. Imagine if you'd received a personal invitation to invest $50 in Uber when it was a startup. On IPO day, you could have made $248,250. That same $50 invested in Amazon before it IPO'd could have made you over $7 million. Mike Marcula was Apple's first angel investor. On IPO day, his windfall was already 220,552%. But that was when Apple was only worth $1.8 billion. <laughs> Think about how much Marcula's net worth grew as Apple blazed a path to becoming the first $1 trillion company in U.S. history. And without him, iPhones, Apple Watches, iPads, and other devices that we use every day might never have been invented. Look at the surprising returns from these popular startup companies. One earned 583,264% return on investment. So what would you rather be, an angel investor or an IPO investor? <laughs> the choice is clear as day. How would you feel if you get in on the ground floor of the hottest startups this year that everybody is fighting over? 
Fortunately, Shark Tank's Robert Herjavec and his team of ultra-successful angel investors are here to help deliver angel deals delivered to you on a silver platter. Watch the free video at getangelrich.com or click on the link in the description and see how you can participate in these lucrative deals before they hit the mainstream markets. That's getangelrich.com. All right, now back to the mischief in Pennsylvania. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, 60 kids raiding a Walgreens. I mean, it's a bit of a spectacle, but it's not that bad. It's just a bit of looting. And you know what? Actually, I kind of agree with that. It's not that bad. It's messed up. It's a sign of a problem in these kids' homes and schools and whatnot, but it could be worse. But here's the thing. It is worse. Much worse. In the same town, Philadelphia, a few weeks before, these teenagers ruthlessly beat a man, breaking his jaw, apparently for no reason. Philadelphia police say all eight of these teens, boys and girls, are considered suspects in a brutal beating of a man in Old City. You'll see the video freeze during the moments you can see their faces best. Detectives say the victim suffered a broken jaw and several other facial injuries. We also talked today about why these teens would want to do something like this and how to prevent it. Kinnebrew says it starts with parents and role models engaging these teens. And I think it's just a matter of everybody being on the same page to make sure that we're involving our kids. In New York, young black men have taken to throwing buckets of water on police officers. Check this out. Police were responding to a call about a disorderly group. At one point, someone poured a bucket of water on an officer. A similar incident was captured in Harlem. Officers were making an arrest when they were pelted. One was hit on the head with a bucket. NYPD Chief Terrence Monahan called the videos reprehensible and encouraged New Yorkers to treat officers with respect. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio also condemned the incidents. No arrests were made in either cases, but the NYPD is investigating. I cannot believe the officers did not tase those guys. Now, in Washington, D.C., just the other day, another brutal beating. In this surveillance video, a group of about a dozen teens jumped a man near the entrance to the Hilton Hotel in the DuPont Circle area of Washington, D.C. According to the video police released, one of the assailants says that's him. They're seen kicking, punching, and spitting on the man on the ground while the man walking with him ran inside. He comes out at one point to tell the teens they had the wrong person, but he was also punched in the face. In Stockton, California, this married couple was beaten in their own driveway. This surveillance video is from Sunday night on Henry Long Boulevard in Stockton's Weston Ranch neighborhood. As you look at that video, you can see a group of males and females attack our victims. The husband and wife being viciously attacked. Tell Fox 40 off camera all they did while taking out their trash in their own driveway was ask that group of teens to move along. Soon after, the teens aggressively refused with shouts and then they attacked fast. She claims the violence started when a man sucker punched her. A mother of four kids, she and her husband are now both in a lot of pain, but she says they won't be bullied out of their own neighborhood. And all of this is pretty terrible, but none of it compares to what happened in Detroit the other day. This kid, Tyler Wingate, was beaten to death by black men after a minor accident. Police say Tyler had been driving a 2011 Buick Regal. He somehow collided with a 2007 Chevy Impala. Surveillance video from a nearby gas station showing the unidentified driver walking up to Tyler and clearly punching him in the face. With several witnesses standing by, Tyler falling to the ground. Much of the video too graphic to show as Tyler is seen at one moment trying to get up. But the punches continue along with what appear to be kicks. 
All of them walking away as police say Tyler died right there on the ground. The irony here is that Tyler Wingate was a Berkeley leftist. He had gone to Detroit because he believed that the city could be turned around because the poor people of Detroit were, were really good people that had been dealt a bad hand by life. Now, if you look this up on YouTube, you will only find local news stories about this. This is a, this is a tragedy, and it wasn't reported on any national news outlets. In fact, none of the stories we just looked at were covered at all by any of the na national news outlets except Fox News. Fox News, I think, covered the Walgreens thing and the water buckets in New York. But I couldn't find anything else on any of the other networks. And these aren't the only stories. These are just some of the more egregious examples that I found from what I happened to see by chance over the past week. But this stuff is going on throughout the country every day. Trump called Baltimore filthy and rodent infested, and everybody in that city lost their minds. Suddenly, Baltimore was the most wonderful, cleanest, prettiest darn city I ever did see. We all know our city to be home to a collection of unique and inviting neighborhoods, world-class medical institution, and a thriving research and tech scene. It should be beneath the dignity of the President of the United States, the person who's supposed to be the leader of the free world, to disparage and personally attack a great American city and another great American leader. I am a product, a proud product of Baltimore City, born in Sinai Hospital, just blocks from where the Preakness is run. This is Baltimore. I'm Baltimore. We are Baltimore. We are Baltimore. Hashtag we are Baltimore. The fact of the matter is Elijah Cummins district is the most well-educated and middle-class aspiring district of blacks in this country. What? Baltimore is a cesspool. You have the highest per capita murder in the country. What are you talking about? He's right about what he said. It may be the way he said it, but that's Donald Trump. He says it like it is. You know what? Let's look at a random news story from Baltimore. Let's say from a few days ago. This video WJZ obtained shows the brutal beating of a 59-year-old civilian Baltimore Police Department employee. The suspects surround him, two on scooters, one on foot, just before 6 Wednesday morning, then start hitting him, knocking him to the ground, and they don't let up. The brutal assault continues in the middle of Albemarle Street, steps from the Inner Harbor, where he's pushed down again when he tries to get up, and then one of the suspects stomps on his head again and again. They eventually search his pockets, take his keys, and take off in his vehicle. And you know what? Let's look at a couple, a couple months back. Let's look at a random news story a couple months back. This is a compilation of body-worn camera footage and city watch cameras that was released by police. It doesn't show the whole picture, but you can see crowds of young people fighting, getting on top of cars, running between traffic, a man being kicked in the head while he walks down the street. And you know what? Let's look at another one. Here's another random news story from a couple months back. Let's see what we get. Nine people shot and killed and even more injured, including a mother and her two toddlers who are recovering from a quintuple shooting Friday night. This is not an appropriate way to live in a civilized society. And this is not the fault of white people. I'm sorry. That excuse is so absurd. Nobody believes it anymore. It was always absurd, but people used to fall for it. Many academics still do. But average people know better these days. It's not historic inequity that causes a black guy to murder a white guy after a car accident. It's not historic inequity that causes a bunch of teenagers to loot a Walgreens during the strongest economy in black American history. No, these are cultural problems completely unrelated to white people. And you might think I'm saying all this because I've got a problem with black people or something. 
No. From a personal perspective, I could not care less about your skin color, black or white or whatever. If you're a good person, I will probably like you. If you're a bad person, I probably won't. It's that simple. And let me be clear, there are tons of things wrong with white American culture too. I would say that most of the culture and philosophy of the Democrat Party comes from white people. And most of what I do on this channel is criticize the Democrats. I have several videos about how much I hate Antifa, and they are mostly white people. So no, I do not have a problem with black people, but I do have a problem with black culture. And again, I must be clear, not every black person perpetuates or accepts all these aspects of black culture that I'm criticizing. However, these aspects of black culture do exist. And what I really have a problem with is our inability to acknowledge, criticize, or suggest solutions to any of these problems. There are problems with black culture in America. We need to admit that. We need to talk about it. And we need to fix them. And we can't exclude great minds from this discussion just because they're white. Look, here's my real issue with all of this, aside from the direct problems of people getting attacked, robbed, and murdered uh, because of all this. Besides all of that, there is another issue here, and that is the eventual problem that will emerge from this head-in-the-sand practice by the mainstream media. If for the next 10 years or so the media continues to pretend that there are no problems in the black community and, and these problems do get worse and we all start to see it, some people are going to become legitimate racists, real racists. And we may find ourselves in a society where if I'm walking down the street with my friend AJ, people might look at us and think well, they must be degenerates. And I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to America that thinks that just because a person's black that they're a horrible person. I don't want that America. Right now, non-racists, or those who at least consider themselves non-racists, they have the power to address this issue. But if we don't address it, if we ignore it and step away, some other people will step up to deal with these things, and those people will not be so congenial. They will be far more violent. Jesse Lee Peterson said it best, I think. But this is what blacks are doing to the whites. No outcry, no protests, no rallies. No, what do we want? Justice, no justice, no peace, nothing. Look what happened to that young white guy. Kill, allegedly killed by a black, black guy or black guys. And, and the people standing around were too afraid to do anything about it because the, the villains were black. And whites, at some point, you need to speak up before you get so angry you come out swinging in the wrong way. All right, well, that's it from me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening.